0: there, everybody, what's up? My name is Emilio Sanchez. I am the founder of Hello. And it's a podcast that I started late last year to parallel my journey on trying to become a positive male role model um, in both my community and beyond, and especially for my fellow fools out there. On this podcast, I'm going to be talking about social issues, helpful tips for our Latinx community and our culture. So if you're here right now, I want to thank you and welcome you as we walk and take this journey on together. If you're interested in being featured, feel free to contact me via the info in the description. everybody. What's up? My name is Emilio Sanchez. Bringing you another episode of Anaranjado Today's episode is gonna center around a unsung topic. Nonetheless, this topic is very, very important to me, and I hope it's important to you. Or at least, after this podcast, get you thinking about it. Today, we're gonna be talking about self-love. And to preface this, I just want to tell a little story about um, me when I was younger. Um, so as some of you may know, my father's a landscaper and, um, you know, uh, though we may not be, we we may not see eye to eye, we may not agree on a lot of issues, but, um, I do admire my father very much. Um, I used to stare at my hands a lot and keep in mind I was younger. So I was thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, my hands, you know, ah, but I would think, you know, I have very small hands. And I would tell this to my mom, my siblings, my cousins, and my aunts and uncles. And they'd be like, you know, Estás chiquito, ya que vayas a crecer. Se van a ser más grandes tus manos. You know, your hands are going to get bigger once you've grown. And through the years, I started to realize I just have small hands. But as I was growing with this notion the reason why I questioned it so much is that I would look at my dad's hands. And my dad, if if you've ever seen my father or will ever see him, um, he has very large hands. He has very um, callous hands. And if you have any you know, um, male figures in your life that spend their time working outside or at least working with their hands a lot, um that's that's a product of of a lot of uh day labor work and i think it's it's wonderful to have that but it's also important to recognize it made me realize you know that's that's my dad's hands are a part of his story you know um having all that callus build up from a lot of years is is a testament to his hard work his dedication and determination but I would look back on my hands and I'd be like, wow, you know, I'm, am I going to ever have hands like that? You know, kind of engorged by experiences that have led you, inspirations and dreams that have brought you this far. And, you know, that's when I realized I, I don't have his hands and I won't ever have his hands. My callus will be built up in a different way, one of better opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. He had worked outside and put himself through all this type of, you know, labor work so that I wouldn't have hands like his. I remember working with um, a specific client. I'm not sure what her name was. I believe her name was Alice or Allison. Um, And she said, (laughs) do you want some gloves, dear, or honey, you know, sweetie? I was small, I was probably 10 or 11. And I was like, gloves, what for? And she's like, well, you have very soft hands. If you keep working outside without gloves, when you hold your girlfriend's hands, they're going to be rough. (laughs) And I laughed. Um, I laughed because it was interesting. It was almost like, you know, at the same time I wanted to be you know, seen as a hardworking man. And callous hands were kind of a marker of that. Yet at the same time, I found myself being told, you know, you don't need to have hands like that. You can use lotion. (laughs) Use hand lotion, you know. Be, um, Be a little bit more, maybe hygienic isn't the right word, but perhaps being a little bit more you know mindful about your body because you can you know my hands you know i don't go through rigorous work the most rigorous work i go through on a daily basis at least now is a keyboard you know and you can listen to me type it on there type with it on there right but (laughs) it was just very interesting to me to hear that and to hear that from from someone else you know and now I'm gonna switch over to like talking about my mom's hands, you know, um I have hands like my mom's, you know, we have hands that are roughly the same size, and you know she by no margin is she a very large or tall woman, you know, she's about five 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 six um actually, no, she's probably five four, <laughs> probably five, six, five seven with heels, right <laughs> but um yeah um she she uses a lot of water. You know, she cleans a lot um uses a lot of product and spends a lot of time cleaning dishes um in in, in her work and then in, in, in her home life right so um her hands are very um in spanish she would say lisas but i guess a translation for it in english would be smooth right just kind of like very smooth like there's no like you see you hear how mine are kind of rough i feel like with hers they're so smooth that you wouldn't be able to you know seem it like that i think as a result though She uses a lot of hot water, so, like, sensation is kind of lost. But at least in a similar way, right, my hands are neither too callous nor too smooth. And I can still feel with my hands, right? To be able to maintain the sensation, to have this privilege, to have this opportunity to keep them this way, it's like a reflection of what, you know, at least in my case, what my parents wanted for me, a life that, you know, doesn't, you know, where, at least, you don't. I wouldn't need to have as much sacrifice as they, they put up. You know, for like my dad having callous hands now. You know, his hands are so large actually that it's not an inconvenience. But I feel like he he lost some sensation there, and similarly with my mom because of like all this hot water and like working around a stove for so long. I think sensation has been lost in her hands as well. But it's very interesting how we can, you know, how I, at least in this instance, can paint a picture of, you know, two two beings that have worked very hard to shape who I am and just kind of look at it as a reflection, you know? Um. But getting into this topic of self-love, I think it's important that we recognize that, you know, um... No matter what we look like, we should, first of all, appreciate our being aside from the vessel. And what do I mean by that? I mean, being in love with yourself, your personality, and the way you operate and function in our world, right? Um, And this is aside from appearances, but doesn't mean appearances have to be negative. Um, Just recently, I posted a photo of myself it was actually a um, a two part post on Instagram, uh, you know, where you can swipe left, and it's a picture of me looking to the left, and I just thought it was funny because I had two pictures to post. So I was like, okay, let's take this picture of me looking out at the left, and then just swipe left, and it's another picture of me posing, and I and I captioned it, "El auto amor es bonito," you know, self love is beautiful, and uh, you know not trying to be pompous or anything but I think it's important that we that we start with that because I think if we if we're confident enough to love ourselves or at least brave enough to try I think it trickles this domino effect of positivity you know folks always go on that you know they're they're, they look up to charismatic figures in their life. They look up to charismatic folks and they still have a lot of self-doubt because they say, you know, X person is so charismatic when they use X platform. You know, they just sound so sure of themselves. They sound like they have it all figured out. And I think even these folks who inspire us every day don't. We can take bits and pieces of these, I want to say, exemplary moments in our lives, to be able to kind of fabricate our own perception of perfection, right? But it ties into like what I said earlier. I think you can't start, and it's not. It's not like a how would I say this? Uh, A reel in, or rather, it's not you trying to race to become this idea of perfection that you've carved out for yourself. Rather, I believe that it's, like I mentioned before, daring to be confident enough to love yourself or at least brave enough to try. Um, And I think for a lot of folks, especially, you know, um, not, you know, folks who, deal with body dysmorphia, right? And I think another example at least for myself, I have a chest dimple. Um <laughs> what this is is um I think it's a term for uh, a con cave chest where your chest, at least your sternum caves in a little bit. So it it dips where your sternum is supposed to be kind of flat, right? If you look at you know pictures of I can't even think of any, you know, just picture any buff actor or any, you know, actor that works out well or any model, any stereotypical male model with a fit body. Um, you know, their, 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 their chest doesn't really dip in a lot. It's kind of flat. Yeah. Mine's not like that. Even if I had like a 6, 8, or 12 pack, it just would never look that way. It would look a little different. Not weird, but different. Um. (laughs) but you know on the topic of body dysmorphia I think you know it's important to obviously embrace yourself but also not not pressuring folks to embrace aspects that they really don't like about themselves because I think at the end of the day it doesn't really matter how much validation you get from other folks even if it is positive affirmations from peers and and family chosen family um if you're not if you don't feel comfortable in your own skin um i think you owe it to yourself to go about that change in 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 a in a way that makes you happy you know um i can't say i have friends that have gone through um you know transcorrectional surgery but i would imagine that these folks feel very um, comfortable after the fact very much like you know this this vessel this body is now a home that I love and I accept I also imagine folks that just look in the mirror and just don't aren't comfortable with themselves you know um and then just try to figure out ways in which they can you know maybe it's a haircut you know maybe you've had long hair for a while and you just decide to chop it off one day I think that's okay Maybe it's growing out your hair. <laughs> maybe it's, I don't know, growing out a beard. <laughs> um, maybe it's working out a little bit, you know? Maybe you want a little bit of muscle definition, you know? But I just think it's important that we do this for the right reasons. Because at the end of the day, it does tie into this idea of self-love. But I kind of want to transition now from physical to the inner right the the inside the part that we say you know beauty's only skin deep you know i don't <laughs> i don't quite understand that phrase beauty is only skin deep um but i i never liked it because i think that and i feel that a lot of folks who appear to be attractive at least when you meet them in person and they speak and you know, and, I, and I'm not saying romantically interactive exclusively, but what I'm saying is, like, I, you admiring that person for a certain reason, I feel like when they expose themselves and they start to speak or, like, share a little bit about themselves, the way they present themselves, if it's somewhat with confidence and at least, you know, little to no self-doubt, I think that, again, that charisma is what makes or breaks that notion and again i i believe that's really 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 beautiful you know when you can have just someone start to speak and share their ideas without any restraint i think that ties into not being validated by others but it plays a part you know it means that this person is comfortable with themselves comfortable in their ideas and a product of that is them being confident to share those things. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, most of us have an idea of what is good and we try to be very good. And I think that plays a part, but we also owe it to ourselves to understand that there are, you know, systems of, of thought and schoolings of thought that, you know, play into hurting other people and disempowering other folks. And I think we need to actively work to inform ourselves because that is also an act of self-love. You're setting yourself up for success when it comes to interacting with other folks, especially when it comes to folks who are different from you, who have different backgrounds, who have different cultural normalities and you know cultural traditions, as well as cultural trauma. You know, um, I think it's important that we constantly inform ourselves. We can set ourselves up for success when it comes to interacting with other folks. Um, and also, like at least you know being nice to each other. I was watching a video of um, you know presidential debate, but with five-year-olds, and it was these two little um, these little children of color. And it was just so cute. But I think um, they talked about, you know, um, it was a question. It was like, what are we going to do to accommodate the people, you know, who want to play in the playground, but aren't allowed to right now? And they're like, one of them answered, well, I think we should both be allowed to play in the playground because we both like playing there. And I think that's reason enough to want to play there and i'm over here thinking like these are so these are these seem like simple solutions but i think these simple solutions if implemented for our greater society can give birth to very positive very nurturing at least in this case legislation you know i don't want to get too political but i think we can learn a lot more than we think from kids even though we think we're the ones teaching them When in reality, I feel like we're teaching them to unlearn things that we really should uphold in our society. Um, But yeah, just on this topic of self-love, you know, continuously inform yourself. I think that makes you, you know, you can kind of, it's almost like a collage, right? You're, You're picking up bits and pieces that you like. You know, at least in a collage one I worked on back in the day, it was bits and pieces of newspaper and magazines, just imagery that I found beautiful and I wanted. And I feel like the more we speak to one another, the more we discover one another, you know, be it reading articles, you know, seeing TED Talks or something to that effect, listening to podcasts, or, you know, maybe it's reading a book and adopting these ideas as your own. Um. I believe that self-love is a daily practice and if you're out there trying to understand what that is for you I am happy to speak and talk to you and dialogue and see what it is how I can best help you to like understand how to you know for you to understand for yourself you know what is what is self-love and how I can practice that on a daily basis. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is just a tiny idea I wanted to share with you all today. Um, multifaceted, right? Self-love is more than just appearances. And it's almost like, how comfortable are you with yourself when you aren't among other folks? And I think that's really important to recognize during this time of social distancing and, you know, quarantine, um, when dealing with, you know, COVID-19, how comfortable are you with yourself? With no one else present when you are alone, but yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Um, tuning into this week's episode. um, <laughs> I wish you all a very happy day, uh, buen fin for buen fin de semana y un descanso para todos. Yeah. Thank you.